you know, they say that probably the worst way to learn is through lecture. Someone just talking to you. The best way is for you to participate. But, of course, uh, in between just sitting and listening and participating, you have, um, you have um, seeing it. Yes. Seeing it. So uh, the, the message today is going to be kind of an overview an overview of what Pastor Jordan's going to be talking about in his unqualified series. I mean, you look through the Bible, there are all kinds of people who were unqualified, but God did great things through them. Abraham committed adultery, was a liar. God used him. Um, Moses had a number of issues. God used him. David committed adultery, um, committed premeditated murder. And God says, hey, he's a man after my own heart. Well, that's, that's a bit unsettling if you think about it. <laughs> but what we see is that it's not about us. It's not about, sometimes we just look too much at us. And it's not about us. And that's a great thing to always go back to. It's not about us. Now, I'm not talking about it's not about us when it comes to what we want. It's not about us when it comes to what we get to enjoy based on what Jesus did. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's not about being good enough. It's not about acting good enough. It's not about praying enough. It's not about reading your Bible enough. Those things are important. You should do those things, but it's not. As a matter of fact, we're going to see today, it's got nothing to do with me, actually. Absolutely, positively, nothing to do with me. You could never be good enough. That's right. Never be good enough to enjoy. So, so quit beating yourself up because what the devil wants you to do is to look at you. Quit looking at you because yes. it's not about you. And I don't know about you, that's exciting. Yeah, it is. I like that. So what we're going to do today, we understand that God is three parts. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So what I need now, now, now if you're new here, great, you're here. I'm not going to call on you. I'm not going to have you come up and act like the devil or anything like that. But because I've been involved in children's ministry so long, a lot of the, um, uh, I guess you could say, um, millennials in the group I actually had when they were little kids, so I'm going to use them again. <laughs> And they always love when I do this. So I need God the Father. Um, Evan Stumbler, why don't you come up? You'd be perfect for that. And then I need God the Son. Noah Stumbler, why don't you come up? You are at the right hand of the Father. And then we have God the Holy Spirit. Micah, that's you. Now, uh, of course, we understand. We, we could simply say it this way. God in all three parts is involved in everything. God the Father is the operator. He's got the master plan. Settle down, God. He's the master planner. You have Jesus. Jesus is the administrator. Jesus is the one that kind of organizes things, how it's supposed to go. And then the Holy Ghost, he's the one that does it. He's the one that gets out and gets things done. So each part of God has is involved in everything, actually. And what happens is you have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We've used Will, but Will's on crutches today, so got of that one. Yeah, faking injuries, what you're doing. <laughs> but what happens is you have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and what happens is they want fellowship. God wants fellowship. He doesn't want what you can do. He just wants you. So what does he do? He creates this beautiful habitation for man. What did Adam do to deserve it? Nothing. He just made it for him. Why? Because he loves him. You know, when you have a baby, you get together your nursery, right? right. What did that baby do to deserve that? Nothing. Kicked the mom all night. She had to go to the bathroom a whole lot. She, she doesn't eat soon enough. You got big problems. 
when, when Jenny was pregnant, we'd go to a restaurant. Sometimes I'd just look at the way and say, listen, listen, she's pregnant. I'm so sorry. I just want to get that out there to start. Just bring crackers. And Jen will tell you the same thing. She'd just get hungry to the point, and she's like, i got to eat now. And if I don't eat now, I may eat you. So can you pick up the pace, Sean? Jenny's, Jenny's my wife, by the way, for those of you who don't know. So your baby didn't do anything to deserve it. Why did you take care of him? You're a good parent. And we're still not as good a parent as God is. You know, the baby didn't show up, and you're like, well, make yourself a room. Do it yourself. Maybe if you pray hard enough, you can get it taken care of. Well, no, God doesn't take that same approach with us either. He's a good, loving, heavenly father. So what happened? Well, let's start in Genesis chapter 1. We're going to look at creation. That's where this whole thing began. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 through 28. We're going to read from the Amplified Classic Edition. Um, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. If not, you can look up on the screen. It says, God said, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Check those guys out. Good-looking bunch. Yeah, you're, you're, you're the grandma. You'd say that. <laughs> Make mankind in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. Now, notice it said them. Right. It's not just the man. It's the woman. What we're talking about here is mankind. Men and women. Men and women. We're all made in their image, after their likeness, and said, let them. So, Adam and Eve, we need Brother Chad and Sister Marsha. Come on up. Just turn around and face everybody. It's right here. So, we have Adam and Eve. That's a good choice. Made in God's image, God's likeness. What's their job? Now we're talking about mankind. What's their job? We continue reading. And let them have complete authority. Now what's authority mean? You're in charge. You have, well, the, the, the King James says dominion. Well, to have dominion, you've got to have a domain. You've got to have something you're over. What are they over? The earth. Actually a little further than the earth. So they're in charge. Complete authority. What's that mean? This is yours. Do what you want. It's not limited authority. It's complete authority. What's that mean? We're giving you this. You can, you, well, you have just as much control over it to succeed or to fail, but you choose by what you do. Complete authority. Hands off. Hands off. You give your kid a car. They decide to run it into a pole. Is that your fault? No. What'd you give them? Authority. You're in charge. That's what God did with Adam and Eve. I give you complete authority. Over what? Well, he gives them complete authority over the fish of the sea, over the birds, over the beast, over all the earth, and everything that creeps on the earth. Mankind, you and me, were given control of everything. Everything. We could tell, so God created man in his image, excuse me, in his own image, in his image and likeness of God, he created them. Male and female created he them. So God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit were involved in making these two. And what'd they do? They had a blast. What was their job? Be in charge. What was their one rule they had? Don't eat that fruit. And what was their other job? Reproduce. That's a good job. I'm in charge. I don't have to eat fruit, and I get to reproduce. I, I've never seen that booth at the job fair. That's a good booth. That's a great job. 
That's all they had to do. Enjoy what I've made for you. Don't eat that fruit. Make babies. It's a good job. It's a good job. He didn't have to make creation. He just had to enjoy it. But God has an enemy. The devil. He hates man. Why? Because he hates anything that reminds him of God. When the devil sees you, he sees God and he hates it. So what's he want to do? Everything he can to make your life miserable. Everything. So come here, Megan Cook. Where are you at? I'm not going to use your dad today. I'm going to use you. Where are you at, Darla? There she is. So we've got the devil. This is Megan. Beautiful voice. I call her Darla from the Little Rascals since she was little. You said you wanted to be used, right? <laughs> she said, oh, it's a devil, <laughs> an angel or something. So we've got the devil. What's the devil? The devil hates man. The devil hates God, so he hates man. He hates man because he hates God right. or she. <laughs> so what happens? She starts working. The devil starts working on Eve. He says, did God really say? What did God say about that tree? Well, he said we can't touch it. God never said that. Right. See, God told Adam, take care of the tree but don't eat from the tree. Why'd she think that? Well, what happened, Adam told her what God said. What did Adam tell her? Need to tell her, don't even touch it. See, you can't get what you need from someone else all the time. You got to go to God to get what you need. You ever play the game telephone? You know, you got 30 people on the line and you whisper in someone's ear and then it goes all the way around and then it gets to the end. You see, hey, did we end up with what we started with? Rarely does that ever work. That's why you got to go to the source. You got to go to God to get the information. You start out and I say, evergreen trees are green. And we go around, we get to Brother Dan, and Brother Dan says, I skinned a cat. That's not what we said at all. <laughs> but that's usually how it works. And that's what happens sometimes when we think, well, why don't you tell me what God said? No, no, no. Let me go to God and hear it yeah, from the yeah. source. Yeah. So the devil's working, and we don't know how long the devil worked on her. But the devil worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and worked. And what happened? He got her. Deceived. Now, don't ever think, well, I could never be deceived. Listen, the devil was able to deceive a third of the angels in heaven to get them to rebel against God. Now, now think about that for a second. You're an angel standing in this group and the devil's talking to you guys. I mean, didn't one angel think, you know, we're talking about the all powerful, almighty, all present, so he's hearing all this. He knows everything. Any of you guys think this is a bad career choice? Yeah. I mean, but what they do, they went with him. Why? He's so smooth. And that's why Paul said, don't be deceived by what he does and how he does it. So what did she do? Or the devil do? Excuse me. Look evil. Excellent. <laughs> the devil deceived her. Now notice, the Bible says the devil deceived Eve. He didn't deceive Adam. Adam knew what was going on. So Eve took the fruit. Adam was right there, it says. Ate it. Turned to her husband. He ate it. And everything changed. Immediately. Now, Adam could have stopped it and said, no, 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 you get out in Jesus' name. Because one of the things God told him to do is to guard the garden. What's that mean? Something's coming. 
You don't need to guard dog if there's nothing to guard against. So Adam was forewarned, but what happened? Who knows? Maybe she was so pretty he couldn't, he couldn't stand to tell her no. Regardless, he didn't. And then we look at Genesis chapter 3, and that's what happens next. If you look up here on the screen, Genesis chapter 3, 13 through 15, and the Lord, well, actually what happened, let me go before this. God comes down, says, Adam, where are you? Because they used to get together in fellowship. That's the whole reason he was created. Adam hid. Well, and, and let me say this. Maybe Adam didn't say anything because he was afraid his wife would get mad. Because the very first thing we see show up in Adam's life is fear after the fall. Remember, God said, where are you? He said, I hid. I was afraid. Fear. Why are you afraid? Well, I was naked. Who told you you were naked? Did you eat that tree I told you not to? What did Adam do? It's that woman you gave me. That's what he did. It's her. It's her fault. She did it. God said, did you, did you do this? She said, I, no, 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 it's, it's, it's the devil. I didn't do this devil. And then what happens, and God starts explaining, well, because you've done this, this is what happens. You changed everything. Right. You know, people oftentimes want to say, well, why'd God do that? Well, there's a devil. If it's bad, the devil did it. If it's good, God did it. So we look here and we see, and the Lord said to the woman, what is this you have done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled, cheated, outwitted, and deceived me, and I ate. And the Lord said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed above all domestic animals and above every wild living thing in the field. Upon your belly you shall go, and you shall eat the dust and what it contains all the days of your life. Verse 15, and I will put enmity between you and the woman. You ever notice how many people hate snakes? And between the, um, your offspring and her offspring, he will bruise, your, uh, bruise and tread your head underfoot, and you will lie in wait to bruise his heel. Now, of course, the last part of that is a prophecy. It says he will tread your head. If you study that out in the original language, it says he's going to take your lordship. How'd the devil get lordship? See, remember in the beginning we said man had complete authority or some translations say dominion, and to have dominion you must have a domain, you must have a kingdom, a lordship over something. They were lords of the earth. They were in charge of the earth. What they do when they obeyed the devil? They gave their lordship to the devil. So now the devil is in charge. And what do we have? Sin and death. That's what's in the devil's kingdom. So what happens here is Adam and Eve, they go from being in the kingdom of light with God, and all of a sudden now they're translated over into the devil's kingdom, which is what? The kingdom of darkness. So over here, come here, Adam and Eve. Now Adam and Eve represent all of mankind. Now they're in the kingdom of darkness, and the devil, come on over here, devil, this is the devil's kingdom. What's in the kingdom of darkness? Sickness, disease, lack, early death. You name it, it's bad. That's the kingdom of darkness. What do you have to do to get into that kingdom? Be born. Because it was passed to all of mankind. That's how that got in. It wasn't something God did. It was something 
Adam and Eve did. They gave up what they were given. And they, create, they helped to create the kingdom of darkness. They're, they're the ones who put man and woman into the kingdom of darkness. Adam and Eve, you can have a seat because you're stuck there. And the devil loves that they're there, and the devil wants to do everything the devil can possibly do to keep them there. But that last part of that, again, if you notice, it said, listen, he's going to bruise your head. You're going to bruise his heel, talking about Jesus. So you got God the Son over here, and the Father knows we've got to fix this, and you're the only one who can fix it. The only one who can fix it. Why? Adam and Eve were living in light and love and life. They gave up life. So what had to be given to get that fixed? A life. The only way to get that life back is to give a life. And that's one of the reasons God had to kick Adam and Eve out of the garden. If they weren't kicked out of the garden, there was a tree of eternal life in there. They could have continued eating that tree, lived in a lost state for eternity. That's why they had to be kicked out of the garden. God didn't want them to live eternally lost. That's the love of God. People think, well, he kicked them out of the garden. That's me. No, 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 no. That, was, that saved their bacon. Yeah. They could never get right if they were able to stay in that garden. So what's the plan? God understands I have to send a man to live perfect, to die, to go to hell, to fix this mess, and to come back. And throughout all the years... There's nobody that could do that. That's why people, religious people, would be motivated by the devil and kill holy men because I thought maybe that's the one that's going to bruise my head. I'm going to kill that one, and then I'm going to kill that one, and then I'm going to kill that one. And that's why you have all these rules and regulations because mankind was in darkness, and God being a holy God, anytime he came into contact with darkness and sin, it was destroyed. It wasn't because God was trying to kill people. It's just because he is God. He is holy and his power destroys sin. So you had all these rules and regulations. If you want to be around me, you have to do, you got to wash a certain way. You got this Ark of the Covenant where they kept God's presence. You got to handle it a certain way. You can't do whatever you want with it. The, the, the tabernacle where you can come and worship me, you got to set it up a certain way. There are all these rules and regulations because God wanted to be with mankind. Even though they were in the kingdom of darkness, he wanted to be with mankind and help them as much as he possibly could to enjoy what he wants them to enjoy, but they had to do it a certain way or they could die. That's the heart of the Father. Listen, you're in this mess, but I still want to do as much as I can to help you. But to do it, it's not going to be fun. That's why Galatians 3 says we're redeemed from the curse of the law. We don't have to do all that anymore. But how did we get redeemed? Well, the Bible says when the time had fully come, when it was time, he sent his son. He turned to his son and said, it's time. An angel came and appeared to Mary, said, you're going to be impregnated. It's going to be God. And you're going to have this baby. Now think about Joseph. I mean, really, sometimes we forget about Joseph in this situation. He's about married, ready to marry Mary. I mean, what kind of conversation is that? You're right. You're right. Honey, yep. Um, can we talk for a minute? Sure, come over here by the well. Um, I'm pregnant. You're what? Who? Well, it's kind of Jehovah. <laughs> what? I mean, that's a lot to swallow. 
God what? Yeah, it's, it's, it's the Messiah, the one that we've heard about. All, it's the Messiah. So you've got Jesus comes into the earth. What's Jesus' whole purpose for being born to die? It's his whole purpose. Of course, to show us how to live, to live perfectly according to the law, but to die. So what happens, Jesus comes, he lives perfectly according to the law that God the Father gave him. Perfectly. And then he died. Now, what's the Bible tell us about this payment? Well, in Romans 3, 23 through 24, I like this, the God's word translation. It says, because all people have sinned, they have fallen short of God's glory. Now, a lot of people start there and stop. They say, well, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. Yes, we have in ourselves. But remember, we're unqualified, but we don't get qualified by what we do. We get to be involved in what he did. Verse 24 says, they received God's approval freely, an act of his kindness through the price Jesus Christ paid to set us free from sin. So they received God's approval. You're approved. Doesn't matter what you did last night. Doesn't matter what you did this morning. According to God, you're approved. Why are you approved? Not because of what you did or didn't do. It's because of the price Jesus paid when he freed us from sin. Look at the next verse. The next verse here in Colossians 1, 11 through 14, I think the New Living Translation, it says, We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have all endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy. That um, Always thanking the Father, he has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in light, the kingdom of light. For he has rescued, rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his, his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. So, what, so, so you've got the kingdom of darkness over here. It's everything bad. The devil's the lord of that. And then on the other side, you have the kingdom of light. Come down here, Evan. You've got the kingdom of light. Who's in charge of that? The father. So what do you have? Lack, disease, you name it. It's bad, you're there. On the other side, what do you have? Everything that's good. It's kind of like I, I explained to the elementary kids this way. It's like you have two amusement parks. In one amusement park, it's everything awesome. Every ride you ever want to ride, it's great. Everything you ever want to eat, everything you ever want to drink. And, and I'll put it in these terms because we're older. There's no calories to it. It's all healthy for you. It's awesome. You can ride spinning things and you don't throw up. It's awesome. Everything perfect. They're everything bad. Every ride, you get smallpox, you get dysentery, your limbs fall off, you never have enough money. I mean, it's awful. Everything in the kingdom, everything in the kingdom, fear, dread, jealousy, you name it, it's bad. It's in that kingdom. It's in that amusement park. All you got to do is cross the street to get in the other one, though. But that's the kingdom of darkness. That's the kingdom of light. Now you have two kingdoms you choose. Adam and Eve put us in the kingdom of darkness, but we don't have to stay there. What do we get to do? We get to choose which one we want to be in. And it's not hard to get in it. It's not hard at all to get in it. If we look here, go on to the next verse if you could please. Colossians 1, 12 through 14, again, I pray that you will be grateful to God for letting you have part in what he has promised. God is letting us have part. We didn't do anything. He's just letting us have part in it. 
He has promised his people in the kingdom of light. God rescued us from the power of Satan and brought us into the kingdom of his dear son who forgives our sins. Colossians 1.12 in the Amplified says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified and made us fit. Who qualified us? God did. How do we qualify? We can't. We cannot qualify ourselves. To enjoy prosperity, you, 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 you don't qualify, but it's not about you. To enjoy health and healing, you don't qualify, but it's not because of what you did. Listen, whenever Jesus looks to, uh, whenever the Father looks to us because we need something out of that kingdom, he doesn't see us, he sees Jesus. It's not about us. It's not about what we did. We can't qualify. We are unqualified, but it's not about us. Jesus, in the same way that Adam and Eve represented mankind when they did what they did, Jesus represented us when he did what he did. So when God looks at our situation, he doesn't look to us. He looks to Jesus. So when Jesus died on the cross, Liz died on the cross. When Jesus took those stripes, Liz took those stripes. When Jesus went to hell, Liz went to hell. When Jesus was raised out of hell, Liz was raised out of hell. That's what God sees. God doesn't see that you didn't read your Bible enough. God didn't see that you missed church. God didn't see that you didn't pray enough. God didn't see that you didn't tithe. God didn't see any of that. What's God see? Jesus. Now, it doesn't mean that those things aren't important and you shouldn't do those things because there are benefits to doing those things. But God isn't looking at you. He's looking to Jesus. So when you come to him in Jesus' name, what you're saying is I'm coming to you because of what he did for me. God says, okay, it's not about you. It's about him. See, we look at ourselves too much. What we did, what we didn't do. How we did it, how we didn't do it. We're good enough, we're not good enough. It's got nothing to do with us. Who made us, who made us to qualify? He has qualified us. Who qualified us? The Father. How did the Father qualify us? He sent our son, his son for us to qualify us and made us fit to share the portion which is the inheritance of the saints, God's holy people in light, in that kingdom of light, in the kingdom of God. We look again here, the next verse in Romans, it says, all are justified and made upright and in right standing with God. You're right with God today. Doesn't matter what you've done. Quit beating yourself up about it. You are right with God. Freely and graciously by his grace, his unmerited favor and mercy through the redemption which is provided in Christ Jesus. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't times we need to tell God we're sorry and repent if we've done something wrong. But quit looking at you. It's not about you. Because here's what happened. Son, go stand by the Father. So let's say that we have mankind in the kingdom of darkness and somehow they're witness to or somehow they get in a situation where they hear about the good news. They hear, hey, there's a kingdom that you can be a part of and you can get out of this mess. You can get out of having a marriage that's not fun. You can get out of never having enough. You can get out of having out-of-control kids. You can get out of being depressed. You can get out of not being able to make ends meet. You can get out of having going to work and absolutely dreading it. You can get out of your sourpuss attitude. You can get out of whatever it may be. It's available. It's available. Well, I don't think that's possible. Well, that's because you've been in the wrong kingdom too long. 
You've been affected by the wrong kingdom too long. You've been looking at the wrong kingdom too long. There's something else available. There is. Well, what is it? Well, let me tell you about it. And then what happens? They hear the good news. So what do they do? They get up and they come over. And what do they do? They want to be a part of this kingdom. So they walk over here and they're like, hey, we like your park more than we like that park. We won in this. So they come to the father, and the father says, oh, oh, wait, 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 you can't just get in yet. So they come to the father, and the father says, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. There's a price to get into this park. It ain't free. That's free because it's got all the stinky bad stuff. This one in the same way. You got to do something to get in here. There is a price, and it is a steep price. You ever been to uh, 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 Disney World? That's a pretty good price. Yep, this price is much more than that. What do you got to do to get in this kingdom? You can enjoy everything in this amusement park. Unlimited soda, unlimited cotton candy, unlimited M&Ms, and you, they're all calorie-free. Actually, they're full of antioxidants and proteins and good stuff for you, vitamin C. It's outstanding. So all you got to do, you can come, you can be in this. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. I mean, it's amazing. You, you couldn't believe how wonderful it is. So would you like to come? Yes, you would. Okay, what's the price? You have to die. That's the price to get into that kingdom. You have to die. <laughs> Wait a second. If I, if I die, how am I going to enjoy anything? That's the price. So if it's about you qualifying, you'll never get in. You'll never get in. But what happens? Every person that comes to the Father says, I want to be a part of this kingdom. The Son steps in. So Chad comes up, I want to be a part of this kingdom. God says, you got to die. Adam's, uh, Chad's concerned about that. That's not <laughs> a good deal at all. But what happens? Jesus steps in. He says, Father, he received what I did. <laughs> in a pleasant, lovingly way. <laughs> These are brothers, by the way, so... Just in case you're curious why there's a bit of hostility between the father and the son. <laughs> he says, Father, fa- he, 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 he's accepted me. He accepted what I do. I paid for him. So what's he get in? Free. So he's in. She comes. She wants in. Father says, you got to die. Son says, wait, Father. She received what I did. I paid for it. So what's she get? She gets in free. You guys sit down, now you're here. So here's the thing. You can't get in based on you. The only way you get in is by what he did. So you're in the park. Now that you're in the park, what are you in? You're in your supply. So why do you think praying more is going to help get your light bill paid? Why do you think studying your Bible more is the reason you're not healed? Your healing is already available. Your supply is already available. It's in, you're in the park. Hey, you get born again, you're in the park. I, well, listen, if I go to Kings Island and I pay and I'm in, I don't have to pay again to go ride the beast. Although I may never ride it again. I don't have to pay again to go on the old-time cars that spin around. I don't have to pay again to go on the log flume. I paid, I'm in, I can enjoy all of it. All I have to do is figure out where stuff at. 
how do I figure out where stuff is in the kingdom of God? This is my map. You know, you go to an amusement park you've never been to, you get a map. And you're like, how do I get that twirly thing? Well, I got to go here, got to go buy the cotton candy, got to, and there it is. You got to have a map. So once you're in the kingdom of God, how do you find out what's there? You need a map. You need a map. You're in the kingdom. Why do you think you have to do all kinds of different things to enjoy it? Just enjoy the, just enjoy the fact you're in. We're not qualified to be in God's kingdom. But it's not about what we do or did. It's about what he did. Of course, once you understand what he did, it'll help you to do right things. There's another side to that. I don't want people thinking, well, I can just do whatever I want. Well, no, I can't. But listen, the fact that you've got all of these blessings and all of these benefits and all these wonderful things, it has nothing to do with us. It's got everything to do with him. Adam and Eve got us in that kingdom over there. And God said, I'm going to fix somebody. I'm going to fix this thing by sending somebody to fix it. And he fixed it. So all we have to do is say, I believe he fixed it, and I'm in. I don't have to qualify. I just got to receive. I just got to say, yes, that's mine. And listen, here's the problem. Come here, devil. After you're in this kingdom, it doesn't mean the devil's still not going to try to cause problems. But the devil can't get in this kingdom. The devil comes over and says, I went in here. What's God say? You got to die. <laughs> and there, 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 there's no Jesus intervention here. It's like, no, you're not allowed. <laughs> See, that's why as a believer, if you're experiencing sickness, that's illegal. You're not in that kingdom anymore. You're in this kingdom. The only way the devil can get in is if there's a hole in a hedge or they cut a hole in the fence and crawl through. Or what. It's the same way if somebody breaks into Kentucky Kingdom. That's the only way the devil can get into your life. He's got to break into that kingdom somehow. And the way he breaks in is somehow we've opened a hedge. Well, what would it say about Job? He's got an opening in his hedge because of fear. The devil has absolutely positively no right to be in here whatsoever. So Christians shouldn't have lack. Christians shouldn't deal with fear. Christians shouldn't deal with, 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 with sickness or disease or anxiety or jealousy or anything like that. It is illegal. You are in a completely different kingdom with completely different rules, with a completely different leader. If you move to another country, that country has different rules than we have. You don't live, if I would move to Singapore, I can't live according to U.S. rules in Singapore. I can try to, but it ain't going to work out. And flip side, someone from Singapore comes here. They can't live by those rules anymore. Those laws don't apply. The laws that rule that kingdom do not rule our kingdom. So we're not subject to them. And if those things are manifesting in your life, quit looking at you and look at Jesus. Say, these things have no right whatsoever to be here because of what Jesus did. And then if the father says, well, that's true, but you took out your bolt cutters and you cut a little hole and you let that in because your attitude about your sister or your brother or your aunt or your uncle or whatever the case may be. But as far as you having a right 
to everything in this kingdom? You do, but it has nothing to do with you. It's got everything to do with Jesus. We're unqualified in ourselves. So why do we try to qualify ourselves? We can't. I can't qualify myself to enjoy all of this. Jesus is the only one who can. But we keep looking at us. We keep looking at ourselves. And we keep beating ourselves up. Well, maybe I should have done this more. Maybe I should have done that more. Maybe I could have this. Maybe I could have that. And there may be times God talks to you and shows you different things. But we don't need to beat ourselves up over it. We need to quit looking at ourselves and we need to keep looking to Jesus. Because as, as we've said before, you know, your Bible reading can be nothing more than works. Your prayer can be nothing more than works. Your giving can be nothing more than works. I'm trying to qualify myself. See, if you're thinking I need to do this to enjoy this, to qualify myself, you've got the wrong approach. I do those things to learn what's available, but I don't do those things to qualify myself. This isn't going to make me more qualified. I'm not going to be more redeemed if I pray more. That's, not going to, that's just going to help me understand what's available, but it's not going to make it, it, it's not going to make it more. Well, what's the best way to say that? <laughs> well, it's just not about you. If there's one thing you can leave with today, it's not about you. And too often we think it is. Too often we look at ourselves. There's nothing wrong with seeing where we can get better and where we can improve as believers, but our qualifying for this, I don't deserve it. Of course you don't. Neither do I. But it's not about you. Ask yourself this. If you're going to get blessed, don't ask, do I deserve this? Ask, does Jesus deserve this? And if Jesus deserves it, guess what? You deserve it. Would it be okay if Jesus drove that car? Yes? Then I can drive that car. Would it be okay if Jesus lived in that house? Yes, then you can live in the house. Would it be okay if Jesus' kids acted that way? Yes, then my kids can act that way. Would it be okay if Jesus enjoyed life this much? Yes, then I can enjoy life this much. Sometimes people get on themselves because they're like, I'm, I'm just having too much fun. I don't know. I, I feel guilty for having so much fun. If Jesus deserves it, you deserve it. If Jesus deserves it, you deserve it. So quit trying to disqualify yourself. Quit listening to the devil because the devil will. He'll come to your ear all the time say, you don't deserve that. All the time, that you know, the, the devil, he can't get in the kingdom of light, but he can get in your ear. So, you know, you've got Chad and Marsha. They want to go over and they want to ride this roller coaster. The devil would be like, you don't deserve that. It's in that kingdom. You don't deserve that. Yeah, I know you're a Christian. You get some stuff, but that, that's not for you. You don't deserve that part of the kingdom. See, the word says these signs will follow those who believe. You can believe that God is, but you may not believe anything else. You may not believe in healing. You may not believe in prosperity. So you're in the park. Listen, the same way that someone is in the park that believes it might be God's will to kill you. Do you know there are people in this park who believe, well, God might kill you. God might want you sick. 
God doesn't want us to prosper. There are people in the kingdom of light that don't realize, well, no, 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 the prosperity section of the kingdom's over there. You just don't know it's over there because you haven't been in the manual. It's here. It's available. They just don't know. And they'll be like, no, that's not for you. That part of the kingdom, that's not for you. You're too old for that part of the kingdom. You're too young for that part of the kingdom. You're not educated enough for that part of the kingdom. You're not spiritual enough for that part of the kingdom. You're not this enough. You're not that enough. You're not whatever. So what's the devil want you to do? Well, if he can't keep you from getting into the kingdom, he'll keep you distracted or keep you thinking, well, that part's not for you. That's for, well, that's not for you. Yeah, God did it for them, but yeah, 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 God let them into that part of the kingdom, but he doesn't, you stay in this part of the kingdom. You can't get out of the, you got to stay in the Hanna-Barbera land of the kingdom. You can't get into the, you know, the racers or the big rides or anything like that. See, if the devil can't keep you from getting out of his kingdom, when you get into God's kingdom, he'll try to keep you limited where you are. That's what fear is. The whole thing about fear, people walk into a park, and fear will keep them, you know, you go into King's Island. Anybody ever been to King's Island? You walk in, they got those fountains. You know, you walk in, and the devil, if he can make you fearful, he'll just keep you at the fountains, and you never get to anything else. Yeah. Because you're afraid. What's fear do? Fear puts you in a box. So I can be in the kingdom, and the kingdom could be all over the place, but I never move from here. I'm a Christian. I'm born again. Well, is that for you? Oh, I could never. So it's there. Jesus paid for you to get in. All expense paid vacation. Jesus paid it all. We get in. And the devil says, oh, no, that's not for you. Well, yeah, I'm kind of afraid of that. Then we never do anything. I, I would kick my kids in the behind. If I pay 100 bucks for them to get an amusement park, and all they do is kick their feet in the waiting pool. Go ride a ride. Go, go drink a drink. Go, go down the slide, you know, ride the spinning things, throw up, do it again, do something. Don't just sit here. And that's why the father's saying, what are you doing? Get out of the waiting pool, get away from the ticket area, go explore what I've made available for you. Well, I don't deserve it. No, you don't, but it's not about you. You're in the kingdom. You don't have to qualify anymore. You don't have to pay for anything else. You're in, just go enjoy. We are unqualified. But if you remember, how'd they get in? The father said, you got to die. Well, I, I don't think I want to pay that price. Jesus said, I, I already paid for them. They get in free. You're born into that. You're born into it. You're born into the kingdom of darkness. How do you get into this? Just say, I believe Jesus is Lord. You're in. Well, that's the cheapest thing I ever paid. Yes. Well, I don't think I deserve it. You don't. But does Jesus deserve it? Yes, then you deserve it. It's just that simple. And I, I, know, I know we've heard this, and I know it's elementary, but we tend to let the devil beat us up about we, what we are or we are not. We make the mistake of comparing ourselves to other people. We let the devil get in our ears, and even though we're in this kingdom and we can have all of this, we enjoy none of it because he keeps us right here in this square because we get afraid. We don't want to venture out. But what if I believe and it doesn't happen? What if you believe and it does? All you have to do is believe it. I mean, that's all you, you don't even have to pay for it. You just got to believe it. Do you believe it, yours? Yeah. If Jesus, I, I, I don't know, I keep coming back to this. If Jesus deserves it, you deserve it. Because in God's eyes, you did what he did. You did what he did. 
So when you go back and you read what Jesus did, you did that. Because that, get out of her purse. What are you doing? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Crying out loud, brother and sister right here misbehaving. We'll make you two sit on opposite sides of the sanctuary next time. <laughs> what Jesus did, you did. And again, I know this is elementary. We've heard it before, but it's good just to be reminded. The Father made man. Man was deceived, went into the kingdom of darkness. Jesus came and paid to get him out. Man couldn't get himself out. It was impossible. Man gets into this kingdom, and now what happens? The devil tries to affect him when he's over here. devil can't get in, but he'll get in your ear. And when he gets in your ear, that's where he limits you in this kingdom. So if you're not where you want to be in your life, if you're not where you want to be in your finances, if you're not where you want to be in your health, if you're not where you want to be in your marriage, if you're not where you want to be in your relationships with your children, you can have it. You can have it. And if Jesus deserves it, you deserve it. You can have it. You're in the kingdom where you got it. Quit listening to the devil and believe it. I could never have a marriage like they have. Yes, you can. If it's a good one. If it's a good one. I could never live like they live. Yeah, you can. If you believe it. Quit looking at you. Quit start looking at him. Amen. Let's all close our eyes. Father, we thank you for the privilege of ministering your word. We thank you for your anointing, for your grace, for your mercy and your favor. I thank you, Father God, for what you've made available. And we thank you, Jesus, for paying for it all. We also thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here now and helping all of this manifest in our lives. And we thank you, Father, help us to understand that it's not about us, that this is all about you. It's not about our being good enough. It's not about our being holy enough. It's about our being what you want us to be and receiving what Jesus already did. It's not about works. It's about your grace and your mercy. We thank you for that, Father. We bless you. I thank you for my brothers and sisters. And, and I just want to ask right now with everybody's eyes closed, is there anyone here Maybe you've never joined God's family. You never made the decision to move from one kingdom to the next. It's an easy thing. All you have to do is ask. All you have to do is tell Jesus, Jesus, I receive what you did. I want to be a part of what you've made. And it's not about me. It's about you. You know, some people make the mistake of thinking, well, I got to get better before I get born again. No, you don't. All you got to do is receive to get into the kingdom. All that other stuff works itself out later. So is there anybody here with every eye closed? Anybody here, you've never been born again? You've never joined God's family? You've never become a part of God's kingdom? Or maybe you have, but you feel like, well, I've gotten out of it. I haven't done what I've needed to do, and I feel like I've kind of slipped up. I'd just like to rededicate myself. With every eye closed, could anybody who feels like that raise their hand? I'm not going to have you come up front. We're just going to pray from the front. Anybody who feels that way? Praise God, everybody's good. Well, Father, I thank you for the angels to go with us as we head home. We thank you for your favor. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys